Hello and welcome to another episode of Badminton Science. I'm your host, Robert Johnson, as usual. And I had to take a little break last week because of uh, of me moving apartments, which was a difficult process, let me just say that. And uh, then there was, was a league match in Sweden between my club, Frölunda, and Spårvägen, which uh, was quite uh, quite... Uh, nervous encounter because um, yeah, there was a lot of uh, it was a lot on stake because if uh, the club that lose would have to qualify to stay in the top league and um, fortunately we won played a really great match um, so that was really fun I was actually commentating on the match but in Swedish, so you can't understand if you if you were to find it. But um, uh, yeah, so that was my last week, and it was uh, intense. I didn't actually have time to to be there commentating, but I had to support my club. So uh, there I was. In in this week's episode, I want to do something a bit different, which is um, I will uh, talk about the profile. I will talk about Kento Momota and what happened. So uh, if if this is an episode that people like, you know, going a, talking a, a bit a bit about the history of badminton, about um, a certain player or a pair or something, then uh, I hope we'll get good feedback and um, and uh, and so on that. But um, for now, let's just get into the episode and and uh, let me know what you think. Okay, so Kento Momota was born the 1st of September in 1994 in Japan. He has been playing badminton since he was a kid and he always had a certain natural uh, natural ability for the sport. In 2011, when he was 17 years old, he lost the semi-final in the Junior World Championship in Taiwan against the Malaysian player Sulfadli Sulkifli who then went on to the final to beat the reigning junior world champion Victor Axelsson. Sulfadli has since been suspended for 20 years for uh, match fixing and um, a part of that story is something that will not be totally unlike what Mota will experience later in his career. But 2011 was the year where things really started to happen for Kento Momota. And he started to become the player we all know today. After his debut in the Japanese National Championship, he uh, got all the way to the final and lost to Kinichitago. And Kinichitago is... uh, was by then a really, really good player who um, in 2010 lost the All England final to Li Xiongwei. And the same year, 2011, lost again against Li Xiongwei in French Open. And by that, Kenichitago was a quite established player on the world tour by that time. In 2012, Kento Momota won the Asia Junior Championship and 
the Junior World Championships. And the next year, he took the step out on the international stage and won competitions in uh, different international challenge tournaments in Europe. We actually won in Sweden, in my home country. Uh, the tournament was called Swedish Masters. He also won in Estonia and Austria. And this was a time where Momota's career really started to pace up. And with the results from Europe, he got to enter bigger and bigger tournaments until he played the second men's singles in Thomas Cup 2014, where he actually went undefeated uh, during the whole competition, which was an um, it was a really contributing factor, a crucial factor, really, behind Japan's win. 2015 was also a really good year for Kento Momota. He won things which you thought that Tago or uh, Shusasaki could win or at least have the potential to win. Uh, but Momota won Singapore Open as the first Japanese player. And then there was Söderman Cup which wasn't quite as successful for the Japanese team as Thomas Cup had been the previous year, but still a place in the final. And on the way to the final, Momoto won against Victor Axelsen in the quarterfinals, but he didn't get to play um, the semifinal or the final. Instead, Takuma Ueda played the men's singles for Japan, and he lost against... Son Wan Ho from South Korea and Lin Dan. Now, I don't know if Momota would have won, but I think he deserved a chance, even though Takuma Ueda was really good at the time. But the year keeps on going well, and Momota gets through to the semi-final of the World Championships in Indonesia, where he loses to Chen Long, who, as we all know, won the title that year. But still, a bronze medal in a world championship, that's something special. And in the year 2014 and 2015, Momota got a, a taste of what it's like to win medals. Especially since he won the Super Series Finals in Dubai, which today is called World Tour Finals. And 2016... It's a big year in the badminton world with the Olympic, uh, Olympic Championship and a lot of candidates on the list who could potentially win. We have Lee Chong Wei and Lin Dan who was on the list and p- players you should never underestimate. Shen Long who won gold at the World Championships in 2014 and 15. He was the big favorite. You have Victor Axelsen who's on the way up. Um, we have Kidambi Shrikant, Son Wan Ho, and a lot of players who are in great form. But in the year 2016, two Japanese players get suspended from play indefinitely for having ironically played or gambled at a casino. Kinichitago and Kento Momota were removed 
from uh, from the list of participating players from Japan in the Olympics. And they were suspended from all sorts of competitions. And this was not from the BWF or the IOC, you know, the Badminton World Federation or the International Olympic Committee. They did not suspend Momota and Tago. Instead, it was the Japanese um, Badminton Federation. I don't really know what it's called in in English. I think it's, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So the two players were suspended in April of 2016. Uh, Momota got banned from practice in his club for 30 days. And then he got to resume training, but no competition. We didn't see anything, we didn't hear anything, until he got the opportunity to compete again. Although he had a ranking of 282 in the world, he he had to start over. So there were no All England or other big competitions. Kento Momota had to start over again. Before his suspension, he won India Open 2016 against Axelsen, who actually went on to win a bronze medal in the Olympics. In July of 2017, Momota was registered for his first competition back. And it's been over a year since the suspension, and Momota's only practiced and played one tournament, the Japanese National Championship, where he lost uh, in the quarterfinals against Richi Takeshita, who went on to win the competition. And I think that's quite quite good for not having been able to compete for such a long time. But the first competition was Canada Open, and he had to, to qualify to get in. But he went through that without any problem. He didn't actually get challenged until he faced Mark Caljo, the number 12 seed, in the third third round. But Momota won 21-17-21-18. In the semifinals, there was a quite comfortable win against the countryman Kenta Nishimoto. But the story had to end. And he lost the final against another Japanese player, Kenta Suniyama, in three games. But, um, yeah, not surprisingly, uh, because he had to play nine matches, um, including the final and the two matches in the qualifying. And we should not take anything away from Kenta Suniyama. He played an amazing tournament, beating so many good players on the way to the final. But soon again, there was another competition, this time in USA. And uh, he had to qualify again. But since several players pulled out, he got uh, moved up to the main competition, the main draw, so to speak. And of the six matches, he stood victorious after beating Kevin Corden in the final. And of course, we know Kevin Corden as the giant slayer. He is he is so good at um, at some big tournaments, uh, the last Olympics and the 2011 World Championships. But 
you can really say that Momota got into the habit of winning during this this period because he he went on to play so good. Belgian International, Czech Open, Dutch Open, Macau Open and Vietnam International Challenge. Those are tournaments he won after that. In Macau it looked like it was going to be the first time he lost for quite a while. Uh, or at least it, it looked like his comeback was going to um, take a bit of a halt with uh, him losing a set in the first round and then a set in the second round. After that he was stable and won the competition 16 and 10 in the final. And that was the end of 17. And the competition in Vietnam was the beginning of 2018. And he was now ranked 30 in the world. And on the way to the final in Vietnam, he beat a player named Lo Kien Yu. Which we all know today is um, the world championship uh, winner of 2021, I won't say. Always forget the year because um, it was pandemic times so uh, anyways in Europe he beat Lisi Jia which is also a player we all know today but because he got such a good ranking from these tournaments he was now allowed to enter the big tournaments and the first competition on the list was the Asia Championship and he had now won 48 matches in a row in some smaller tournament but the real test was um, was on on his side of the drawer there were players like Tian Minyuan from Vietnam Shi Yushi from China Shu Tian Shen from Chinese Taipei and Li Chong Wei he only lost one set against all of these giants and in the final he faced Chen Long 21-17, 21-13, advantage Momota. 54 win, win, one matches in a row, including six against the best in the world. Momota is back. A little later, it's time for Malaysia Open, the tournament that has always been dominated by Li Wei. Momota get a tough draw. Ginting in the first, Son Wan Ho in the second, Shou Tian Shen, Kidambe Shikant and then Li Wei in the final. And Li Wei wins the final. The winning streak ends for Momota. Uh, however, Momota gets his... Uh, his um, he wins the next tournament in the semifinals against Li Wei in Indonesia Open. And goes on to the final to beat Victor Axelsen. So since the suspension and the comeback, Momoto is one of the most dominant players the world has ever seen. Uh, it was rarely anything different than gold. And Momoto won the world championships in 2018 and 2019. He also won All England and Asia Championship in 2019. Amongst the 11 titles he won that year. Which was insane to watch. And 2020 start is starting really well for the player. 
He won Malaysia Masters against Victor Axelsson, who really started to develop into the player he is today. But Momota found his way in in playing uh, his style of um, not letting opponents take initiative. Uh, instead of playing a, a really short defensive stroke from from the backcourt, uh, say a backhand uh, drop or a backhand clear when he was in in a defensive position, he he played a bit more a, a bit harder shots. Uh, a bit further into the court, which then made him, which made him have time to recover from the um, uh, from the bad position he was in, and uh, he took away the advantage of of the players he was facing. And if you combine that with his extremely good footwork, crazy defensive incredible touch and beautiful technique every opponent has a problem and if you were to add his physique to that well then it's kind of easy to understand how he became so dominant because he would never get tired in any game he were the one who was doing the same amount of running in the third game 20 all as uh love all in the first game however it was quite unusual that it was that tight in the third game against Momota but disaster is waiting on the way to airport from the win in Malaysia Momota crashes and the crash is so severe that actually his driver dies Momota survives but he's experienced double vision and needs surgery close or near to the eye. And of course this delays the recovery time and also the time before he can start practice and competition as usual. <clears throat> and to top it off, COVID came and every tournament is, is cancelled. Which is kind of a good thing for Mota, though he would have lost all his ranking points since uh, his recovery took so long. And since then, we have only seen glimpses of the previous Mota, where he was uh, on his way to becoming a real legend of the sport. And I thought I saw him like really come back in Malaysia Open in July of 2022 uh, after two one matches on walkover he went on to the final in a really comfortable way but then Victor Axelsen in the final and Momota had to settle with 11 points in total 4 and 7 was the score and since then, there has not been a lot of positive matches or positive events for Momota, who have lost more games than he's won, and who is not really seen in the quarterfinals anymore. It's the first or the second round. And it's very horrible to see what has happened to Momota. I was and still am a big fan 
I want to see him do well. His career deserves a lot more. Even though he has two world championship goals. He was on his way to really become a legend. Um, and it's really sad to see that he has had so many difficulties in his career. But what I think he should do now is really start over from the beginning again. Uh, you know, if you remember when he went from a junior to going on to the international circuit, he went to Europe and played uh, a lot of small tournaments, which he won. And when he got back from his suspension, he played a lot of small tournaments, which he won. And I think that that is what he needs to do again. Get the habit of winning. Gain his confidence back and learn how to play badminton Momota's way again. And that might sound strange because I'm telling a a player who is ranked 23 in the world to learn to play again. But when you're at the top level of the sport, in any sport, you always have to renew yourself you have to improve and find ways to become better Kidambi Shikant has had problems for many years with finding some new weapons uh, which he had when he was ranked as the world number one Axelsson has improved uh, a lot since his world championship title in 2017 if you were to watch Lee Chong Wei, Lin Dan, Shen Long, they were always improving and always doing something different. Even Peter Gede uh, was doing things like that. And I think that Momota needs to build himself up from the ground again. Uh, mainly physical, but also uh, psychologically, mentally. I think he needs to find something that's fun again. And I think that playing some smaller tournaments is feeling uh, what it's like to win again without, with a different kind of pressure, uh, I think would be good for him. Um, so I would, I would kind of like, you know, just trying to find a play style which he enjoys more, you know, if it's more aggressive or, um, or more of a, a tricky style with a lot of deceptions. I think that he should like really commit to that and find a playing style he actually enjoys and that he can win with and kind of get something new to to really just build on, um, become a different player. And I don't know anything about what's happening in Japan or what they're talking about in the coaching camp or wherever. I don't have any idea what's going on, but I think that if he can find something that he enjoys about the sport again, um, then it will be really good because Momota is an asset to to badminton and we need him uh he's a he seems like a super humble and really good guy and um um uh, yeah we just need him and i think that he deserves a better career than what he's had already Uh, and i want Momota to be playing badminton and not feeling bad or having anxiety because i i i I kind of think that he has some sort of anxiety problem as, as well right now. But um, yeah, we don't really know if if, uh, if the crash has uh, influenced his uh, physical uh, status. But um, yeah, I think he needs to do something about that as well. 
So I want to see a Momoda 2.0, which likes to play and who's feeling good. And I think that it has a lot more to give, but it needs to happen in the right way. And what I think, like, let's just say the, the coming months, okay. So the qualifying period for the Olympic starts in, I don't remember if it's the beginning of April or the beginning of May. I think it's May or, yeah, something like that. Um... What I think he should do is don't play, don't go to Europe in March and play the uh, the big tournaments, you know, the All Eng- the German Open, uh, then the All England, then Swiss Open and Spain Masters. I don't think he should do that. I think that he should uh, stay in, um, in, um, in uh, Asia and instead of German Open, play the Thailand International Challenge. Um, yes, you know, that's that will be a really easy tournament for him to win if he is allowed to enter the tournament. And instead of the All England Open, he should play China Masters, which is a Super 100 tournament. Then instead of going to to Europe to play the Swiss Open, he should play the Vietnam International Challenge. And uh, instead of Spain Masters, he should probably play the Osaka International Challenge. Okay, Uh, so that is four tournaments which is in Asia and uh, a lot easier for him to play uh, and win than um, in... Europe, and then he can actually go from. No, he actually cannot. Or if he skips the Osaka International, and goes to Europe to play the Orleans Masters, uh, in. Yeah, Orleans, because, um, or or let's just say this: he goes to Europe. Uh, no, he he plays the first two tournaments in, um, in. Uh, in Asia, which is then the Thailand International Challenge and um, the China Masters. Then he travels to Europe to play Swiss Open and or uh, Spain Masters. Um, And then he stays in Europe to play the Orleans Masters and then goes home to to Japan and then maybe plays the Badminton Asia Championships in the end of April. Because then I think he can kind of get the best of both worlds. Now I would personally love to see him just play the easy tournament, win them, get into the habit of winning, having fun, try some new things out instead of, uh, you know, the competition in in uh, in, uh, in the Super Series um, tournaments now is so high. like. You know, every round is, uh, if you go to a Super 1000 tournament, like every, every round is basically what could be a semi-final or a final in a 300 or a 500 for that matter as well. It's insane, the the level of, of players. So I think that he should kind of avo- av- avoid that for now. Just play the easy tournaments. Um, just have some fun. Enjoy badminton. Uh, maybe don't even travel too far you know going to europe is uh, a lot more stressful to the body and to the wallet as well uh, than going around in uh, in asia so like yeah just take 
two months, play some easier tournaments, um, and then you know when the when the re- the race to to Paris starts, he's ready. So that's what I would recommend. I would love to see it. I would love to see him play some easier tournaments just just to watch him win again. Um, but um, yeah, hopefully that will happen. But anyways, this has been Kento Momota, what happened. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I can't say right now what next week's episode will be about, but thank you so much for listening. Take care, and if you enjoy the episode, uh, go to Instagram, uh, Badminton Science, and uh, like a post or follow me or anything. Uh, Write me and uh, say what you think. But anyways, I hope that we will see Momota back to his previous form again. Thank you.